This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. How are you doing here in the Northeast, where we've had a couple of winter storms back to back? Days are getting longer. I know this is true because my chickens started laying eggs again. Not all eight chickens, just two chickens. I don't know which two chickens, but for the past couple of days, I've gotten a couple of eggs, and that means the days are getting longer. I'm trying to convince myself that the days are getting longer because I was so very surprised to find out that it seems I have a little seasonal depression. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not unhappy. I just don't feel myself. So I had to go investigating. I had to go calling all my friends. I had to go to the internet. And it's more than just feeling low. It's like you don't feel well. So that snuck up on me a little bit. And that's why this week's Shine On podcast is dedicated to doing things to make yourself feel better. The science is there. Music is good for your brain. We're going to talk to Connie. Connie Tomeno wrote a book called Music Has Power. The science and practices in this book is especially powerful for people who suffer from neurologic disorders. But it is so nice to know there is an institute for music and neurologic function right in Westchester. The IMNF, a leader in music therapy, neuroscience research, and training. Connie worked with Dr. Oliver Sacks, and they created this institute 25 years ago. It really is remarkable. Dr. David Bank is going to join us. Dr. Bank from the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. If you look in the mirror and say, what has happened to my skin this winter? He has two new treatments you can try to brighten up your image. And I have to tell you, I tried one myself. Couldn't be happier. Dr. Bank coming up, but first it's Coach Anthony. Coach Anthony is from Orange Theory Fitness, two locations in Connecticut, and they're also in Poughkeepsie, New York, too. You know, New Year's resolution, trying to lose that same 10 pounds I've been trying to lose since, I don't know, 2019. It used to be easy. Not so easy anymore. (laughs) So let's take a look at our fitness goals and craft a mantra to live by. Craft a plan. Write it out, get real, and get specific. Coach Anthony says use the SMART method. SMART method is an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. The criteria that we look for, S being specific. You want to find a well-defined, clear, unambiguous goal. M, measurable, something that you can measure uh, to measure progress and success. A, attainable, obviously setting a goal that is not impossible. Realistic, so something that's within reach, relevant to your purpose, um, and again, attainable. And then finally, timely, um, something that's clear, defined timeline, set a start date, a target finish date. That's more or less to kind of create uh, urgency, a sense of urgency. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely. This time of year, a lot of people are coming into the fitness center with a goal. I want to lose weight. Let's make it more specific. How much do you want to lose? Give me a number. I want to lose 10 pounds. That's a specific number. Measurable, how do we measure your progress? Uh, Using the scale. We have other methods of measuring progress. Sometimes the scale doesn't tell the whole story, but you want a way to measure your progress. Is it attainable? Yes, it's definitely an attainable 
number. Is it realistic? Yes, it's been done before. It's within reach and timely. You want to set a goal as far as the length of time it's going to take you. Something, again, realistic. Can I do that in the course of eight weeks? So you're setting yourself up to maybe lose a pound a week for eight weeks. Then you measure it on a weekly basis. So that's sort of how we like to approach it, you know, going through the whole acronym and making sure that it's, it, it meets all the criteria. All right. What does an unsmart goal sound like? Um, so sometimes people will come in and say, I want to get fit or want to get in shape. What does that mean for you, right? So you need to really narrow that down to, to more specifics. Um, for some people, it's, it can be so vague and so many variables. So that's why we need to really narrow things down so we can and then try to match up that criteria. So an unsmart goal would be something very vague, something that you can't measure, kind of going against all that criteria, and obviously something that is not realistic or can be done in a timely fashion. How much weight can we realistically lose in a week? A good target goal would be maybe one pound a week. If you look at the, uh, the science behind that, a pound of fat, uh, would take about 3,500 calories in a deficit over the course of a week. So if you're looking to burn an extra 500 calories a day by exercising or reducing your caloric intake to create that kind of deficit, that's a pretty doable goal, about a pound a week on the average. Wow. Okay, Coach Anthony from Orange Theory Fitness in Danbury and Ridgefield, when you say it, it feels I feel hopeful. So for me to lose a pound a week, I have to create a 500-calorie deficit in my lifestyle daily, either by exercise or by cutting 500 calories out of my diet. Correct. Very attainable. Why is it so darn hard? Because we're lazy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that could be that. Or, you know what, sometimes it's just a matter of of commitment. Like, you want to make sure that your actions are in line with your goals. You want to find a a program that's sustainable for your lifestyle and make sure that, you know, you take action. Sometimes just talking about it is great, but it's making that first step. Do I have to sweat? You do. You have to elevate your heart rate. You have to do a combination of some type of cardiovascular exercise. I'm I'm a big believer in adding your strength component to that as well. Um, It's important to build muscle mass, maintain muscle mass, because the more muscle you carry on your body, the more metabolically active you are, so the more calories you burn just in daily function, just moving throughout your day. So you do have to sweat. You have to elevate your heart rate for at least 20 to 30 minutes a day above your normal resting heart rate, and that usually involves getting a little sweaty. Every day? Do I have to get sweaty every day, Coach? I'd say... We love to see at least four days a week. I'm not as hopeful as I was a few minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, well, we say four, but we'll take three. All right. Um, And then you want to do some type of non-exercise physical activity as well. You know, take the stairs, not the elevator, walk the dog, go for a walk, get up and move, even at work, get away from your desk. You know, so non-exercise physical activity is another way to burn more calories. And you might not have to sweat as much. When you say strength training, does this mean I have to go to the gym and lift those big weights? You have to put some resistance against your muscles. Yeah, so weight training, some people prefer to use um, their own body weight, you know, push-ups and pull-ups and sit-ups, exercise bands, those rubber elastic bands, but something to create resistance, put your body under stress. So our body's response to stress is to adapt. And when it comes to fitness, adaption is progress. 
Got it. Got it. And the more muscle I have on, the more fat I'm going to burn just by being alive. It takes energy to carry that muscle around. Yeah. Oh, is that it? It takes energy to carry the muscle around. Okay, cool. Coach Anthony, anything else our listeners need to know this morning? How, how can they get in touch with you, maybe if they want some personal one-on-one coaching? Well, I work through Iron Theory Fitness in Ridgefield and Danbury. That's my commitment. I've been in the industry for over 30 years, and we have an awesome combination of science, technology, and coaching. So reach out to our one of our studios. You'll find us on, on social media. We'll get you started. First workout is always free, and we'll get you from there. That's Coach Anthony from Orange Theory Fitness. I've got some sweating to do. And maybe I can get that heart rate up with some great music. We all know that's good for the mind, body, and spirit. And Connie Tomeno knows that better than most. She helped to create the Institute for Music and Neurological Function, working with Dr. Oliver Sacks. Connie can demonstrate that people with neurological problems can learn to move better, remember more, and even regain some speech when music is used in specific ways. Connie, a musician herself, she plays trumpet, plays with three different orchestras in Westchester, and you don't often meet someone with a background like hers. Music therapy is the field, and music therapy in the United States is a board-certified profession, and then people tend to specialize in, in certain populations that they that they work with. So I've been working for 44 years, actually, with people with neurologic-type problems, either dementia, Alzheimer's disease, or Parkinson's stroke. Thank you for your good work. Now tell us about the book you've written. The book is called Music Has Power, which is a trademark of my institute, the Institute for Music and Neurologic Function. It's Music Has Power in Senior Wellness and Healthcare, Best Practices from Music Therapy. And I, I put it together as actually a COVID project. I have over the years amassed all this information and techniques for using music successfully in senior health and wellness. And over the years, too, I've been doing lots of caregiver training workshops and talks at conferences, and people always want to know, you know, how can I use music in my own life? How can I use music to help my grandmother who has Alzheimer's disease? How can I use music to help with pain management and maybe some other issues that are going on? So the book actually highlights the ways music can be used with some tips on how people can use it themselves. And then we also, my group also created a resource page on our website that you can access through the books. The book has a QR code inside. And there's program protocols for people in recreation that may work work at a facility and maybe they want some tips on how to run a successful program. There's videos, how-to videos. We we still have to add some more. We'll, We'll keep enhancing that resource page too. But it's really meant for the general consumer, and hopefully people will find it useful. Talk to people who have uh, someone in their life with a neurological disorder. Give them a few examples of how they could use some of your practices. If a person has uh, Parkinson's disease, for example, and maybe they have a slow gait, maybe they freeze, sometimes they can have trouble initiating their walking or maybe getting out of the chair is difficult. We know from experience and from really good scientific research that rhythm, a really strong rhythmic beat, think of a march or a rock and roll song, that strong beat actually stimulates parts of the brain involved in motor function. And so anybody could find a a song with a really strong beat and have the person sort of rock, try to find the beat, move to the beat a little bit, and as soon as they get the internal tempo turned on, 
they're able to walk without problems. And so as long as the music is playing, they're able to move around with greater ease than they could without it. I do a lot of support work with people with Parkinson's. If the person, say they have a loved one who has Alzheimer's disease or dementia, they may have noticed that the person can still recognize and sing words to hymns and to favorite songs. Well, they can use those favorite songs to help relax the person. They can use it to interact with them and sing together so they can have some time shared. Uh, They can use the music to stimulate things like memory and recall and associations with people in their family or maybe times and events that they had spent together that are meaningful. So familiar music really stimulates preserved memories that the person with dementia can't access on their own, but the music stimulates those areas of the brain that are still, you know, functional, at least can be awakened by the familiar music. And then in those moments, the person is able to interact with others and and really get pleasure and comfort out of the familiarity of that music. If people have chronic pain, we know from, from research, from scientific research, that listening to music that's pleasurable to you actually lessens the perception of pain and the feeling of pain. And that's why many times if you're going for a surgical procedure or going to the dentist, they may have music playing in the background or they may ask you to bring your playlist before surgery because it actually helps relax the person, but also helps diminish the perception of pain. If a person has had a stroke and has trouble speaking, if they can sing even a little bit of happy birthday, it means that areas that are shared in the brain between speech and singing are still functioning. And so the family can encourage the person to sing songs as a way of stimulating some of those shared pathways in the brain and hopefully stimulated enough so some of the word processing and spoken phrases can be uh, regained in that person. So think about um, Congresswoman Gabby Giffords, how she, after her traumatic brain and she actually learned to speak again and she actually learned to speak again through music therapy very very powerful tell me again the name of the book it's called music has power in senior wellness and healthcare best practices from music therapy music has power in senior wellness and healthcare yes and our website is IMNF, that's the Institute for Music and Neurologic Function. I should mention that we're going to have online courses that people could take. So if they're interested, maybe they work in healthcare and or maybe they're a musician who plays in nursing homes that maybe wants a little bit more training. We're going to institute a series of courses online through Teachable, uh, which is an online education source. If they go to our website, they'll get announcements, as well as our Facebook page, which is the Institute for Music and Neurologic Function on Facebook. We announce all our workshops. We will have a couple of book signing events at Wartburg Senior Healthcare, which is in Mount Vernon. That's where my office and the Institute's office is located. And Wartburg is going to be opening up a brand new memory care assisted living building, and we'll have a book signing there. So people should look out for announcements related to that. We have a beautiful music therapy studio there. That would be part of the new building. Dr. Conchetta Tomeno. Her book is Music Has Power in Senior Wellness and Healthcare. You can pick up a copy at the Institute for Music and Neurological Functions website. That's imnf.org. 
Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. We've got a couple of things coming up in the future. Our January Zoom is going to be Monday, the 22nd. I was so delighted to be invited back to the ALS Foundation's monthly therapeutic Zoom, where I did a meditation on peace. And I'm going to share that meditation with all of you. Monday night, 6 o'clock. Find the link at caseysplace.com. On February 10th, we got two things going on. We got the Let It Shine Valentine Holiday Market. You can shop for your Valentine all day. And then at night, we're having a dance. Yes, we got a DJ. We're having a dance party. Casey'sPlace.com has more about that. And also coming up February 23rd through the 25th, our Women's Weekend. It's all about self-care. You'll experience reflexology, Reiki, yoga, meditation. You don't need any experience in any of these things. Just come and immerse yourself in a weekend of self-care. You deserve it. So I recently treated myself to some self-care with board-certified dermatologist Dr. David Bank. He has two new procedures that can really brighten your skin for winter, and I tried one. It's called SkinVive, a micro-droplet injectable, and I couldn't be happier. Here's the man who expertly administered that to tell us more about it. Probably one of the most exciting things that's new is a new injectable skin hydrator called SkinVive. It's not a filler. Basically, it's made of hyaluronic acid, but very thin, and we just inject little tiny micro droplets through a teeny little needle into the skin, and basically they work to pull water moisture to themselves, and it serves to really beautifully moisturize and hydrate the skin from the inside. This translates basically into the skin's lovely radiant glow. The skin is more soft, smooth. It really is a long-lasting injectable hydrator that's going to get moisture into your skin in a way that drinking 80 glasses of water is not going to do and just applying topical moisturizers is not going to do. Subtle but real. You see something immediately and then over the next few weeks it just gets better and better. Patients have been telling us they're wearing less makeup or they don't need makeup and people are just sort of spontaneously coming up to them and telling them, oh my gosh, your skin is glowing. You look great. But it doesn't look like they've had anything done. Their skin mm-hmm. just looks really lovely and really radiant and uh, has a sort of a light reflectance so it doesn't look dull. Skin Vive. All right. That's something to try this winter. And what's the other one you wanted to talk about? The other one is newly approved um, also is Restylane Eyelight, which is a filler in the Restylane family. You know, uh, a lot of people with passage of time and genetics and sun damage lose a little bit of volume in that under eye area. A little bit of a tear trough begins to appear. Patients complain that, you know, they may have sort of a darkness appearing under the eyes or that they look tired um, uh, or dark circles. 
So the Restylane iLight is FDA approved for replacing the volume that's lost in that under eye tear trough area. So it's again a quick, easy procedure. Very, very small volumes are used, nothing that's going to make a person you know, look totally different. But if you just replace that little bit of volume that used to be there, smooth out that little tear trough line and bring that skin back up to where it used to be so that it's now part of a smooth, unbroken line with the cheek, it goes back to reflecting light and makes the eyes look more bright, alert, awake, refreshed. Restylane Eye Light and Skin Vive. Two things to try this winter to brighten your appearance. Dr. David Bank is at the Center for Dermatology in Mount Kisco. You can visit thecenterforderm.com to get your free consultation. And no, when I got my skin vive, it didn't hurt. And there was no redness and there was no swelling and there was nothing. And then as the days went by, I thought, oh, my skin is looking better and better, more hydrated because of the hyaluronic acid. Maybe that's something you want to look into. And if you do, Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology, board certified, reputable, trustworthy. Good place to start. Hi, it's Casey. So I mentioned at the start of the show, I was so surprised to learn that I think I'm being affected by seasonal depression. At first, I thought I'm just tired. And no matter how much I slept, I stayed tired. And then everyone would say, did you test for COVID? Not COVID. And then I realized, wow, it's mid to late January and I have done nothing for 2024. Like usually I'm filled with plans and goals and energy and there was none of that. It just took me so long to figure out something was off. And then I actually cried on the air and I was like, oh yeah, you're losing it, girl. I was telling a good news story, sweetest story, about a bear that was found trapped in a cage in a zoo in Ukraine. And it was near death. It had just been shelled and it was in so much trauma. And then I read about the soldiers and the people that helped the bear get out of that cage. They took the bear to a zoo in Belgium. Then another zoo in Scotland said, give us that bear. We're going to give it a home and take care of it. And I just thought about how many people, how many people had to go out of their way to save this bear's life. And in the midst of the story, I just started crying on the air. (laughs) Again, surprised. And that's when I realized no matter how I felt, I needed to get on the yoga mat and do the yoga. Call the friends. Tell them what's going on. When the sun is out, get outside, put my face in it. I really needed to force myself to do all those things. And I ordered one of those sun lamps. Happy lights. I'm going to try everything. And I share all this just in case somebody else is feeling it too. One of the things we're going to do at the retreat in February is make a care plan. Brilliant idea I heard about from a school administrator. Have a little card in your wallet. And when you're feeling off, you've got one, two, three, four things right there on the card that you can do that put you back in a place of balance. Maybe it's call a friend, have a cup of tea, say a prayer, meditate, breathe, make a care plan. So I'm taking care of me, you take care of you, and I hope to see you very soon. Our thought for the day is from Lala Delia, who said, self-care is how you take your power back. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on. Shine on.